It's the old Doctor Who show, episode number 84. The Edge of Destruction. Go forward in all your beliefs and prove to me that I am not mistaken in mine. You couldn't control my mind before, and you certainly can't control it now. Would you like a joke, Debbie? The TARDIS, when working properly, is capable of many amazing things. The first polarity of the neutron flow is that the TARDIS will be free of the force field. Well, the TARDIS is more than a machine. It's unity. It's like a person. Resulting reaction is fighting. Are you ready? It's the old Doctor Who show, your classic Doctor Weekly True High podcast. That's us. We're did back. I, did I get it? Yeah, I think we I should keep it. that one. I don't need to say okay. it every uh, week. Every three uh, weeks. So, uh, Dan, how are you, Dan? I'm good, Eric. How are you, Eric? I'm good, man. I have. Did we, actually, uh, in, did we in, start already? Are we? Are we? Is this, is this it? it? Is this the show? Do we have this to? Is the show. This is the yeah, show. I think you yeah, hit all the notes and the. It's not like hard. <laughs> well, <laughs> oh, it's hard for me. Yeah, I was going to say it took me, eighty Johnny. something episodes before you could quite get there. But yeah, I thought I'd take over for you. What's What's new? In I'm your world? busy because I am stupid. And not only do I have three children and a cat uh, and a dog, now I have another dog because we. What? My wife. My wife. Uh, <laughs> no, no, has wanted a dog that. for a really long time. And I did not want a dog. I had a dog that I loved, and, and we lost the dog, and it was emotionally devastating. And then she finally, finally broke me down to get our last dog. And then yeah. she's someone that just wants to love animal just love the animals and bring the animals in so they kept asking me for another one they wanted two dogs and i kept Ugh. saying no but she keeps sending me like instagram pictures of like puppies and like and i'm a human and i love animals so eventually she sent me <laughs> our dog where our dog that's is now in our life and he he uh she i keep calling him a he because i'm a terrible person but i also don't <laughs> see gender so uh <laughs> right. uh she and she's got these really long hound ears because it's it's uh, she's part hound, part black lab. I've had a lab before. Uh, I love labs, so that's sort of my dog too. Like our other dog is, I was telling you off air, is like a uh, labradoodle, like mm, these kind of science experiment designer. Right. Do- like uh, this this dog we have now is a rescue dog, and it. And as I was telling you, has been through some shit. Like he's, <laughs> she's probably you know. It's, so that's sort of my my uh, the kind of dog I like. Uh, yeah. But she's super cute, and she's black, and she's got these uh, coonhound ears. It's I found Aww. out she is a coonhound, which I didn't know a lot yeah. about. So I looked them up. They seem so. I think she's going to get pretty big too. Yeah. So um, Winston, my older dog, is we think part coonhound. Okay. Blue tick coonhound. Yep. Now uh, how hounds are awesome? How big is Winston? max size like uh full he is, grown he's full grown he's 80 he's a mix he's 80 pounds right. um and not like overweight but he's tall? like 80 pounds as far as like height yeah though. he's tall yeah uh i'm really bad at estimating things like that i would say somewhere between three feet and seven feet tall okay but in in terms of like a lap <laughs> it would be like the size of a full-grown lap it's not like a uh, uh horse no it's not a, like a horse. Uh, no it's not like, not one of the Dane giant or breeds. something no it's no. a large dog not a giant that's dog. what i like not like a saint bernard yeah yeah, so I'm all about. So the this is hounds. this is dog talk. Welcome to dog talk. Yeah, it was such a mess. Like all these other weird things are going on in my life, and I'm trying to write and do all this work, and now it's like 
pot, potty training and like getting up all the time and take and it's like right before winter like it's a whole it's the worst it's the worst time to have done it like there's nothing good about it besides starting this show this is the worst idea you've ever had and speaking so. of the worst ideas we've ever had yeah. uh well, do you have anything to add? Because I was going to say, I speaking of the worst ideas, I, we decided just, to just... review Edge of Destruction. <laughs> we can jump into. But unless you yeah. have something else, we might as well hit no, that No, 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 no. It's not, I mean, we'll get into it. It's not a bad idea, but it is It is an interesting experience to go from one doctor to the next and then go all the way back to the beginning again. Yeah. This, is the third, this is the third episode, third yeah. story, yep. sorry. So and, this, it's a real it's weird old. shift. It's old. Yeah, and well, for, for people listening, yeah, pe- people yeah. listening to us for the first time, the story we reviewed prior to this one was Revelation of the Daleks with Colin Baker. So yeah, so we're jumping from almost the end of the classic Doctor Who run to just about as close as you can get to the beginning uh, without being a story we've already did. Yeah, amazing. Well, let's talk about the story. Yeah, so we hit, hit that did. button, Dan. Let's just get I got into it. the. It's right here. I fa- it's right here. Oh. Did you write uh, the button with uh, Sharpie on it? Okay, no, no, stop. <laughs> Just we'll get there. Ah. <laughs> I wouldn't hear the control column if I were you, Doctor. It might give you an electric shock. Yes, well, perhaps it would be wiser to check the fortificator first. I'm glad I thought of that. Yes, come along, come along. Barbara? Keep an eye on Susan? Yes. Uh, don't tell her about something being in the ship no of course not you know the less said the better eh? this is edge of destruction dan this is the third serial if you were counting uh after the first two of the first season (laughs) it comes from 1964 lucky number 64 uh it was written by david whitaker and directed by two people uh first part was directed by richard martin and the second part was uh, directed by Crazy Frankie Cox. Uh, Crazy like a Cox. (laughs) If you want to do it for under $15, get Cox. Uh, The doctor and his granddaughter attempt to take uh, home Ian and Barbara when things go wrong. There's an explosion, and soon a mysterious force enters the TARDIS and causes its occupants to turn on each other and wear onesies and bathrobes and just have a general... (laughs) look of uh, agitation about them did everyone drink the doctor's special space kool-aid uh stay tuned uh yeah that's all i got and also my, my my first note on this by the way is they are all on pills question mark and that was even before uh hartnell showed up with his his uh cocktails like the cocktail yeah. when he was literally gonna drug everyone yeah yeah it totally, uh, I think it was okay. It was acceptable in those times that you could just drug your party guests. Yes. So I, it's a yeah, different era. I believe era. Uh, Cosby had a whole routine uh, yeah, set in so the you did. Uh, TARDIS. But yeah, what did you think of the Edge of Destruction? Two-parter, too, I should say. This is only a two-parter. Well, that's that's the part that I liked a lot. Um, it, so like I was saying, it's, it's, uh, it is... Fun and interesting, but also weird to jump from doctor to doctor and come back to the very beginning again and to see these characters. What I, I liked it a lot, actually, um, just because we've we've seen bits and pieces of these characters together, but we haven't spent uh, an extended period of time with them. Um, our first run through um, the series, we only had a couple of episodes with maybe only one. Honestly, we had an earthly child. No, we did we, the we Aztecs. Like, too. And the Aztecs, right. So we had a couple of stories with um, uh, Susan, Barbara, and Ian. Uh, 
so now getting to come back and spend an entire 45 minutes uh, with them was, was interesting. I, I like that a lot. Um, the stylized acting was a little over the top. Some of the story, I don't think that the story quite makes a whole lot of sense. Um, especially the revelation of what's, what they, Barbara figures out is going on. The TARDIS warning, warning them. I don't, maybe you can explain to me how she put those puzzle pieces together because it didn't quite gel for me. Um, but overall, it was it was an interesting story, and to get to see them play the paranoia and the suspicion of each other, and then ultimately turn it around and make them into a more cohesive uh, group of adventurers together um, was was fun. What about you, Eric? What did you think of this masterpiece I of thought, storytelling? Yeah, I thought it stunk. <laughs> okay, <laughs> no, I did not uh, like it. Uh, yeah, at all. Um, there are. I was gonna say, but it was so things, short. It's very short. <laughs> It was very short. Like, normally I would say, like, oh, well, the <clears throat> acting was good, and I didn't think the acting was that good. No, and, it was not. Uh, or I would say the story was good, and I didn't think the story was good. Or the art direction was good, and there's really no art direction, which in and of itself is kind of a positive. Do you hear, like, weird static? Yeah. I don't know what that is. Um, so, like, the, is that a mic? Wait. Know, the fact that it was so minimal and that it took place in the TARDIS, and there's only four characters, gave it a, a really, uh, like, a play feel. You know what I mean? So that was that part was interesting. And so I'm, you know, I, I, that sort of was, was enough to say, oh, this is kind of cool. And, and the things how you said you got to get character relations, or interrelations, because, you know, this is the third story, so they don't really know each other, and this was a way for them to be locked in a box and try to kill each other. Literally try to kill each other. I mean, Susan tries to stab uh, Barbara, I think, right? Or yeah. Ian. I can't It may have been Ian at first, and then she starts stabbing. She tries tries to kill both of them, but when she's stabbing, yeah. like, the bed, and then Ian tries to strangle the doctor at one point. Uh, sort of. He did. No, but he didn't, though. What do you mean he didn't? He did, he was but possessed. he didn't. No, no, he right? was, or he was actually trying because he, he he's like in an incoherent like haze after yeah, that he's happens. In some he's kind all of loopy state and he's like, the TARDIS yeah, is trying to protect itself because the freaking button got stuck. Like the end of this okay, is okay, so okay. dumb. Like the whole thing is about a spring, and that yeah, they had the, the like a sharpie. That said, like, way back, wasn't way back machine. It was like, uh, return. fast return. Fast return. It yeah. sounds like the thing that Disney would put at the beginning of a DVD that would automatically just start watching previews. It's like, now with fast return. But uh, it was so dumb. And the, the, the Sharpie was like, you know, ripped from today's headlines, uh, which was yes. kind of nice. But yeah. I had read some things that maybe that was there simply for Hartnell. Who for the third story is struggling through this one to even get the words right. He makes so many mistakes. Yeah. But I had read anyway about the writing that maybe they wrote it on there so he knew what button to hit, thinking it would never be in the shot. Like they would have erased it or oh, not had that shot and somebody like this thing was rushed out the door and Yeah. Well, there's not a lot of money spent, not a lot of it time. It came in the that, last minute, yeah. 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 But to talk about, like, Susan, I found Susan so irritating. She's yeah. so, like, sweaty. Like, turn those, save some money by turning the lights down. This yeah. lady is just sweating from, and again, everybody seemed like they were on pills. And Ian is just wandering around. And at the beginning, I couldn't tell if they were supposed to be under the influence of something 
or right. if this is just a weird show and they don't know what they're doing yet, or if the actors right. are high and they're just doing it because it is 1964 and Could people are starting to experiment with hashish. I don't know. I don't know what's happening. Uh, if somebody uh, had dosed themselves, but that was a, the whole thing was just weirdly paced, and just I wish I hadn't watched it. Oh no! <laughs> but I like oh, Ian in the bathrobe, and like when you see Ian in his bathrobe, in my head I just kept hearing the song by the English Beat, "Mirror in the Bathroom." Ian in the bathroom. <laughs> Do you know that song, "Mirror in the Bathroom"? I don't. Oh. I think I think we know our outro song though. Yeah, maybe I'll be forced to use it. But if next time you yep. put on Mirror in the Bathroom, uh, this is a homework assignment for all of you, and then <laughs> okay, only great. hear Ian uh, in a bathrobe. bathrobe because like he's like Hugh Hefner walking yeah. around. And you talked about Barbara figures it figures it out, and she does. So you have Barbara, yeah. who's a genius, who just gets you know not the respect she she figures the whole thing out. She's like, oh, this right. picture's here, and the door's opening. And then when it's a negative picture, we don't go through. And then Ian is like, yeah, you idiot. What button did you hit last? And then the doctor, like, fumbles around. He goes, oh, it's this button. That's the thing. Like, the doctor's an idiot in this. He's smart, but he makes he makes all these mistakes. He thinks that they're uh, uh, sabotaging the thing. He threatens to throw him out. But he doesn't really figure anything out on his own. It's like Barbara f- cracks the case. And then Ian is like, okay, well, if that's true, then, you know, walk back. What did you actually do? Okay, but to be fair, the doctor had a severe head injury. He did. He was bleeding start off. from his head. He was bleeding that from the head. That is true. I should um, give him that. And yeah. No, I mean, I, I, your are, point about the um, clocks trying melting? to – Yeah. I mean, well, it's okay, the okay, hardest okay. talk. Like it's, they're like, it's a fail-safe. It's like the worst fail Why it's can't the, the target fail. No, just – No, it's a fail. It's just a fail. Why It'll can't the TARDIS them. just write a message on a screen that says the button is stuck? There's yeah. a problem in the control panel 6G, G6. Well, but, well that, was the, that was part of the issue, too, is that there really wasn't a fault. So they kept going on and on about the fault locator to figure out what was going on. But there, it turns out there wasn't a fault that the <laughs> system could figure out. It just felt – it's thought that his finger was still on the button the entire time. So it could have just had popped up a dialogue box like Netflix does and says, are you still watching this? Do you still want to be holding down the button? Yeah, I get but that. No, I mean, instead, that, that, it melts, instead it melts all the clocks and is going to send them back to the beginning of time. So that seems like a weird thing. Well, that's the other thing. So Okay, so fast return it would take you back to the previous – like if you were building a TARDIS. Oh, the button that's fast return is going to automatically take you back to your last known uh, Yep, the last coordinates they put in. Yep. Sure. So he's yep. holding it down, but somehow that doesn't take him to – 1964 it takes them all the way back to the birth of at least they say the solar system but let's just say it's the birth of the universe whatever whatever it is it's enough to have all this power that's drawing the power of the tardis out of the tardis that's another thing that was weird we should talk about that too i don't know there's he says like you would need no no no, you're right you know but why does that do that yeah like is fast return something you hold down and the longer you hold it down the farther in time you go back Eric, Maybe. I'm pretty sure you're giving it more thought than they did. Right. So it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, you know, it's like the well, engine burning out. But why? I don't know. I don't know. It's yeah, awful. yeah, right, right. It's as though if your if your car is running out of gas, instead of putting up a warning light, it runs you into a wall. Yeah, that's its that's its right. best uh, safety mechanism. I uh, going back to the beginning. It was strange to me trying to figure out what the actors were playing. Like, how what were we supposed to be seeing? Barbara was just no, sorry. 
Susan was just staggering around like she oh, had a head injury. Out. Yeah, she just like or couldn't keep her eyes open. So something was going on with her. You could tell right away. Obviously, the doctor's on the ground. Barbara just seemed like she was kind of forgetful, but she was pretty much all there. And then Ian just seemed like he was a completely different character. Yeah, he was on. And he was on like uh, Osley White Tip Acid. Like he was in yeah, his own. Good, the good stuff. He was on the good stuff. Well, at that time, you know, they were just using it to treat headaches, and they were just, or you know, the CIA was right, right. pushing people out of windows. But yeah, so the, he. Everybody sort of reacted differently. Differently. Except, yeah, and I would agree consistent. with you, except for Barbara. I mean, she did, but she was sort but of completely really. in control. You know, yeah, yeah, right. I felt safe with her. Everyone else, you know. Was, I always was... feel safe with Barbara. <laughs> yeah, everyone else had the paranoia, um, especially Susan and the doctor. Um, yes, yeah. But I didn't, but there was no, there was no, so there, there, as you said in the intro, that, you know, the, the TARDIS let in some outside force that controls their minds, which we t- find out is not what happens. That was their their theory. But and it's that, so there was, weird because they talk about, like, the pain in the back, in the of, back of the neck. neck. Like, so the TARDIS is taking over their minds and making them paranoid? Or is it the energy being sucked out of the TARDIS is having an effect on their mental state? But why only in certain parts of the it console? If they approach the one part of the console, they were fine. But another part would cause that. Yeah, and reaction. they tell like there's that cutaway <clears throat> line to them saying, "Oh yeah, the failsafe switch that's in the one part of the t- uh, console we can touch. How convenient oh, okay. that right. was." Like, yeah. It just, okay. So the TARDIS, instead of having flashing lights on the thing that's broken, it just makes everything else deadly except for the part <laughs> yes. that you can touch. Cool, cool, cool. Great design. It's just um, weird. It is very strange. But to uh, go back to the point you were saying before, like the, so the doctor and Susan are paranoid, right? Ian is just high. He's, he's not. He, just he, seems he, really well, out no, of he it. is violent. Like he does try to choke. Okay, the, uh, but he doesn't though. Because so that's what I was trying to say before. I don't think he was actually trying to choke the doctor. He he. That's the end of that's the cliffhanger. The cliffhanger. The first. You don't know yeah, who's then, choking him. Hands going around the doctor's neck. Um, doctor looks surprised. It turns out it's Ian. He falls on the ground. When he's down on the ground, he's kind of just like talking incoherently, and Barbara's um, comforting him. He he does it again. He does the choking thing to Barbara. But what he's do, what he says is That's something just... along the lines of he was trying to pull them away from the TARDIS. He was trying to grab them by the shoulders and pull them back. He forgot hands how slipped. hands worked. Like. <laughs> That's how he knows how to show you Wait, he loves you. Does this you. hurt? It's yeah. Um, yeah. So I don't think he was actually trying to murder anyone in the same way that Susan was going all crazy. But it's kind of confusing though, because why isn't he trying to murder them? Because why does Susan immediately decide that she's paranoid? Someone's in the ship. Someone's trying to control the ship, and she's going to stab her friends, or her teachers. Yeah. Uh, yet and the doctor reacts the same way. He gets paranoid. Oh my God! They did this. I'm going to kill him by abandoning him in some weird right. planet. And yet, so why, why is it weird to think that Ian also became? No, I, I think that's it's a. I think that's the intention that you're supposed to have at, at least at the beginning. But he, I, if unless I'm mishearing him, which is totally impossible. Um, he was saying that he was trying to pull them back. But it's from so the inconsistent console. too, because they have these, that's the these periods of of uh, paranoia that are yep. flipped, and it just keeps flipping between. That was also in my notes that you never really n- settle on anything. You know, yeah. you're, one second the doctor is a monster, and then thirty seconds later he's trying to help them, or Susan's trying to stab someone, or she's on the doctor's side, and then she's like, "No, my don't abandon them. They're pretty like." Nobody knows what they're supposed to be doing. 
or right. Why. I mean, th- that's what they're. I mean, that's supposed to be the influence of the TARDIS on them, I suppose. But it doesn't really seem like that makes a whole lot of sense as to why that would happen or why it would be so inconsistent in that way. I, I just that's the part of the that's the part of the story that I just don't understand, which makes the whole thing kind of fall apart. I could get on board with the crazy overacting because that's fine. It's a little bit of its era and. If it served the story, that'd be that'd be one thing, but it didn't really seem to illuminate anything in what was going on in the story. It was just a whole lot of disparate reactions to things yeah, that I, were completely inconsistent from one actor to the next. And I just feel like it would have been better if someone had told, uh, I don't remember the actress's name who plays Susan, to just dial it down a little bit. It's like some of the screaming, like where she just starts screaming and oh yeah. my God, like when the doors are opening or whatever, and she just starts freaking out and it's too much. Well, everyone does that when the clock face melts. Why was everyone so, it was as though they seemed like. Didn't Barbara well, throw her watch yeah, or something? She threw point? her watch. It's like, what is so that? Everyone, so everyone's watch is melted or whatever time. So then there's this whole thing about the TARDIS took time away from us yeah, to give us back. time back. Wait, wait. We had time taken away from us, and now it's given back to us because it's running out. Yeah, I didn't understand that. I don't. I don't. I don't. None know. of that makes sense. Like her leaps of logic to figuring out that it was the TARDIS all along that was trying to warn them. No, and then then speaking it. of time, like then there's the scene where the Doctor, now that he's friends with everyone again, is like, "We've got ten minutes to live, guys." You mean and after he drugged everyone? After he drugged everyone. Yep. Right. 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 Whatever he does. Uh, he said, "We got ten minutes to live," and then he pulls Ian aside. He's like, "Yeah, we only got five minutes to live. I didn't want. The, I didn't want the ladies. <laughs> I don't to want to worry the ladies. You and I will stand. Like they're going to figure we'll it out anyway. Like it just yeah. was weird. A lot of just weird choices. I just don't like this doctor at all either. I'm not a big Hartnell fan. Whoa. Don't you find him like? Whoa. He's almost like just uh, irritating. Yeah, he's just not. Like, I mean, I know. I know what you're saying. I, know what you're saying. I haven't found the charm in him yet. I guess. At least in this this one, especially because he's just kind of wrong about things. Like he's not like always. Oh, but you gotta if you you know he's rough around the edges, but he'll figure it out. And it's like no, Barbara figured it out. Ian had to point you to tell you what to do. He doesn't right. even know how to control the tar. Like he doesn't even know how to get them home. Then he hits the button and it breaks, and he doesn't think maybe that's the first place that he should look. Like, Head injury. He, I know, but he does this throughout this whole thing, right? And even <laughs> no, at the I know end, you're right. You're right. Like at the end, there's the scene, I think, where the doctor says, "Okay, I'll take you home" or something, and then uh, Ian's like, "Are you sure you can do it?" I don't remember what happens, but Ian laughs like a maniac in a close-up, right? And then they go off to uh, the abominable snow- snowman or whatever. You know, no, actually, he goes to see Barbara, and then then they. It's just weird. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'm being too harsh. You're a Hartnell fan. He's no, I'm not. He's I'm dropping not just, I mean, in my like the. I'm I'm not a huge fan because I don't. I haven't seen enough to figure out to see the progression of what he's doing as an actor, figuring out his character, and as the writers are figuring out what they want to do with the the, the Doctor. And we've so we've seen now we've seen the first three stories of Doctor Who. Uh, but we haven't seen them together, so it's kind of hard to see any sort of progression. Just thinking back to the first three stories. Um, well, we 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 I, I know that the other some, one not that yeah. long ago. I mean, no, no, that's that's true. Yeah, the because we had another Hartnell in this round two that we're doing now. Yep, yeah. What was enemy? No, not enemy of the world. What was it called? Oh, the Daleks. That yeah, was the, the third. Yeah. I don't know. I don't. I, I'm willing to give him some time, but right now he is sitting below Colin Baker. Wow. Well, because there, and I said, uh, there's 
Colin Baker's lows are low. Yeah. But he's has he does have... he's got some highs that I really liked and thought were kind of interesting. Yeah, no, uh, right. It, it's 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 hard. It's a hard task. That's for the this. kind of controversial uh, TODWS opinions you'll get on our this podcast. Is what people come the for. others, they won't give you that crap. No, no, this is this is the content you want. Um, yeah, no, I think it's true. I think it's hard to say uh, if they had a more fleshed out idea of what they wanted the doctor to be over a fifty year period, like Colin Baker had um, when he came on board. He had a whole bunch of history to draw from. Yeah, and, uh, and I will also Hartnell, Hartnell's making it up as he goes along. I will also clearly. defend Hartnell too. In that it's the production is so rushed that he literally flubs so many of his lines. So many that lines. That they don't take another take. So yeah. he comes across as sort of a doddering old fool anyway, because you have to watch him say the wrong word or stumble over his words and that there's yeah. no confidence. You can see the actor has loses some of the confidence in his face because he knows he's messed up. Yeah, yeah. So. I just I called him mumble mouthed the whole time. It was it, a lot of times it was hard for me to understand what he was trying to say, and I had turned the subtitles on because he was actually really messing up the, the lines. And they were words in the wrong order and whatnot, but I don't know. I mean, whatever. Why? We'll, we'll see. Thankfully, we'll get to see a whole lot more yeah. Hartnell. And you'll have a uh, much There's too much Hartnell. Well, I think Dan and I have so to have a, a separate side meeting because uh, there's like a, a year of us just doing bouncing between Hartnell and Pertwee, I think. But speaking of this episode, because of course we are, uh, why are they in, I said onesies, I think, in the description, but they're wearing smocks. The women are wearing, like, these, why, what is that? Yeah, that's I, so I, I noted that, too. Like, Barbara had, like, a, no, sorry, Susan had a breakdown, and then the next scene you see her, she coming in, she comes in dressed in that black bathrobe or whatever, onesie. And I was like, oh, that's pretty heavy-handed, but okay. And then Barbara's um, in. No, I think they were, the, it was their sleeping gowns. I, that's so my guess. It's weird. And there's like that, know. okay, so in the beginning, because there's only two parts, but episode one at some point, Susan has a nervous breakdown and collapses. And then Ian carries her into that, like, a dentist chair or whatever they have in yeah. the back. Her sleeping pod. Um, yeah. What is that room for? Yeah, no. So that's, that's a thing that we should talk about is that this is the first time that we're seeing any sort of extended areas in the TARDIS. Yeah, we do see uh, uh, a water which, fountain station that has says water on it. So what, what a, do we see, like three rooms in total? We see yeah, the console room, the side room, and a, and a bedroom maybe? <gasps> Who's that? That is not the new, that is the old one. Uh, <laughs> oh, get rid of it. Get rid of it. <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> we got a new dog now. <laughs> but go on. We only see yeah, no, three, I don't know three rooms. It's, it's not like... Right, so I think we see three rooms in the TARDIS. I mean, is it three rooms we see? Well, we see Barbara the in a room, room the side room. Yeah, Hartnell and Barbara and have that conversation at the end where, you know, and, and to your original point of why you liked it, yeah, you would start to establish they have some history some now, and they sort yeah. of learn to be friends after this. So there's that scene. There's the scene with the massage chair or whatever is going on that Susan right. stabs with the scissors. Stabby. There's the TARDIS main control room. And that's it, right? Oh no, there's yeah, the water fountain room, like that side room where well, you get I ice. That was, I thought that was the. I thought that was the same room as her. Is that the sleeping. same room as the sleep? I don't know. It was hard. I to can't remember if that's follow. a side room, there's like a, like uh, an ice machine. There are only be a there. handful of rooms that I was already lost. But what is it? It so says like fine. water, and then but water didn't come it out, or it said it was out of water, but then water came out, and that was one water, of the signs. Yeah. <laughs> obvious. I mean, it was really obvious in retrospect. <laughs> It's like one of those uh, Agatha Christie novels where they just leave all the clues for you to assemble on your own, and you clearly could have arrived there. And this TARDIS is just showing old slide. It's like stuck on a, a carousel slide loop, 
And and the yeah. doctor's like, eh, these are uh, slides from the file while the doors open. Like, what was that? And then... I don't and know. Then even, and the way the uh, doors would roar when they opened, the sound effect of the doors opening, it was um, fun. It was weird. But it was it, Okay, so then you were mentioned, I want to come back to this too, uh, because this is the stuff that all machine? builds, the mythology oh, of no, the, uh, what? The, I was talking about the seat, right? Massage chair. Yeah, but I don't want to talk about that. I want to talk about the uh, the, uh, the the what we now call the time rotor, but the column yes, in the yes. uh, console. It sits on top of the force that drives the TARDIS, and its motion up and down indicates the strength of that force. I think that what that's what they were saying, and that the force is trying to get out or is being drawn out because they're at the beginning of a solar system, so all of that energy is. A tr- Attracting it, and it's trying to escape the console. I think it's like is a, that right? I think Was it's I like a uh, energy osmosis type thing, sure. trying to balance oh. itself out. So there's too well, much. If you're going to get all science here, about yes. It, sure. So before there was the universe, it's an absence and it's pull. I don't. I have no idea. Yeah, but no, what's that? Like, so like when the columns uh, are rocking, you don't Keep come a knock. And I think that was the, <laughs> the original theory behind why it locked, it shut down. Yep. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know. Again, like, there's all these weird things. Like, it would have made more sense if there if the TARDIS had a virus or something. And sure. then it was doing all these weird things. Like, it just, as a way of the failsafe or whatever, what do they call yeah. it? Like, it was, uh, yeah. it just... It, was it wasn't a very effective one. Nope. No. Um, yeah, I mean, this is this is we are seeing the idea that the TARDIS is alive. Which yes, you would like obviously, that. Obviously, that's a. Uh... I love that, and and it you know it comes all the way through to modern Who with uh, the Doctor's wife. Yes, is when the TARDIS yes, is alive. The Neil, uh, which is actually, game I, one. I, I, yeah, no game one. I quite like that story. Um, so yeah, I mean, at least it's it's kind of a cool mythos thing to see that starting, but to start off with a, a TARDIS that's alive, but also an ass it's kind of weird yeah. it's like i'm i'm trying to warn you guys but really if you die it's no big deal i don't really care. i mean in sticking with the mythos uh you know mythos sure. building it yep. is kind of interesting because this doctor i don't know if we know how long he's had the tardis we know he stole the yeah. tardis i don't well, remember do we if we know, we know that at this then. point yeah i don't know yeah, i don't know if we do but it makes sense like okay well if he stole it he really doesn't know how to use it Right. right does so that sort of makes right. sense to why he doesn't know what how to use it <laughs> and it was really between him and susan to this point that they've both kind of been piloting the tardis and they yes. so they kind of both rely on each other and with susan being uh out of it let's say um yeah he was not much help on susan is, ju- is just a weird character in that i just still don't even know what to make of her or what her role is in this I mean, right. she seems to just be there to scream. Yeah, right. And faint dramatically. And faint dramatically. And one, but she doesn't one, solve one much, right? Does she? No, she, I, she? Not in this case. Yeah, I mean, maybe I I'm giving her not enough useful. credit. There was one moment when she goes up to the TARDIS console and touches one of the, the areas that shock you. And the way that she like reacts and spins and lands on the floor, was it was almost ballet. Uh, ballet. So that will be a gift. For everyone to look forward yeah, that's to. That's a good gift. It's just this this acting that that was so over the top, but also at the same time not grounded in any sort of reality. It was that on top of a story that didn't quite make all a lot of sense for me. Um, 
Yeah, it was. It was still. I still like it because it's it's uh, historic in a way to the entire overall um, world building mm-hmm. of Doctor Who. But it's not one that I would necessarily return. It always to. like these old ones too. Always look like there's like this thin coat of Vaseline over the the lens. Everything's sort of just soft, and the camera's always yeah. moving. It looks like someone's bumped into it when they, like the way they do like shot. It's like the it opening. Makes me feel I noticed un, this easy. Yeah, and I wasn't sure actually if that was intentional, but the the opening scene after everything everyone like collapses, uh, the camera is following Barbara because she is the first to to wake up, and it's just doing some very weird moves. Uh, it definitely felt like someone was like kind of manhandling it as they're moving it, but the way that it was framing shots were very odd. It actually focused on her hip for a while as she was walking around. It was, it yeah, was just very weird. strange. And I didn't I didn't know if that was intentional to make us feel uneasy as we're watching it. Um, yeah, is it that or and, is and it dis- like... And dislocated and so not not quite sure what's going on. Was it shaky on purpose or was it just like... Yeah, well, there's no... Right, we, we, didn't, we don't have done. to do a run-through. We're doing it live. First take yeah. is last take. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah, I, I couldn't tell what the intention was. All right, bizarre question. Not bizarre, but uh, odd question. At one uh-huh. point, the doctor refers to Ian as a young man. How old yes. do you think Ian is? I, I looked it up. Oh, you how did? old is he? I don't yeah, know. I, I was looking at him no, like, he seems old, but he's probably younger than I am now. Uh-huh. Like, he's probably a he lot is. younger. I mean, I'm 44. Yeah. Is he in his 30s? He's 39. Oh, my God, really? He looks yeah, so old. He, like, I look at him, so I feel old. like he's way older than I am. <laughs> yes. I, although, I, I feel that way in daily life. I'm right, like, that old person, and I'm like, oh, shoot, I'm older. But, like, um, it's a character. No, he does, the way he acts. He doesn't read young, but the doctor's like, no. I, mean, I guess for anyone, the doctor's going to say they're young. But he, That's is true. he supposed to be, like... I a think it's young, the cardigan. Cool guy in no, the no, 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 no. He's a no. He's a he's a, he's a, a teacher. school teacher, and he's in his almost forty in nineteen sixty four. So he's really of the fifties. Gotcha. So I don't think so. That's not that. Uh, I don't know how old Barbara is. She actually seems older than Ian to me. Uh, yeah, but I I'm just I'm just sexist. So I think I think she would probably be thirty eight, so. thirty nine, yeah. something like that. If he's thirty nine. It was also interesting, at least that they they had in the story Barbara solving everything, um, and it like the the point that you made that we have ten minutes to live, and then the doctor sends the women off so they're not hysterical. Um, it gets redeemed in a way by Barbara being the smart one to actually figure out and put all the pieces together. Um, yeah, and he and does... from what I was reading, it wasn't initially that way. Uh, there were some revisions to it, and that it was going to be Ian and Barbara came up with the answers, which makes sense too to. Get the doctor's trust and build them, you know, bond them as um, uh, companions right. together. But, I, but I'm the glad fact they that did that Barbara change nice. because Ian still is a part of it. He's the one that tells the doctor about the switch or like, what did you, right. what did you hit? He's like, I just hit the switch. I should have looked at an hour ago. Um, but that yeah. that's good. I'm glad to hear that they added that. Yeah, you know, it makes sense. It's fine. So, did you do a lot of research in the making of this? No. Okay. <laughs> do a lot of research period. I'm just curious yeah, just about the reading. button thing. Like the button thing seems and just the fact that we saw it handwritten with a freaking sharpie. So strange. That yeah. I'm just wondering was that a last minute thing that they threw in there? Like it just feels so It does feel very the fact last that it minute was hand like it. like who they didn't notice that. It just didn't make any sense. But then like they have a sign that says water. So like a lot of the stuff in the TARDIS doesn't like why why do they have a sign that says water? Yeah. It just seemed dumb. But whatever. It's fine. Yeah. I didn't make the doc- Doctor Who, so who am I to say what's stupid? 
Dan. I'm just looking real, really. Are you I, I am. I'm just looking quickly <laughs> to see if I, I didn't come across anything that that mentions the uh, permanent marker, handwritten. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I know. Artists, I definitely so. did read somewhere that that one theory is that it was put there for Hartnell, uh, the actor, which makes sense, and it yeah, was just sort he, of left in there. Yeah. All right. In any well, case, anything else to cover I don't have on this one? I think we got it's it all. a short episode. We our short story is only two parts. So, did anyone of our listeners have an opinion on this, Dan? Yes, they did. They as did. always, they come through. Um, so, I asked you guys a couple days ago to let us know what you thought of this story. Let's uh, go to some of the feedback we got. Um, let's see, who is this person? Sorry, I should have had this up, but. Uh, uh, Badger Man Badger on Twitter says, <laughs> it's a good story. Here's why. One, we don't know the TARDIS crew much at this point, so it has suspense and is weird. That's a that. fair point. N- number two, look at other bits and angles of the TARDIS, so we do get to see some more, which is kind of cool. And three, it's nice and short. What's not to like? <laughs> so, hey, all right. We're in total agreement, so thank you for that. Um Anthony Draper says, I love it. I think it's underrated. The moment where Barbara lets the Doctor have it for threatening her and Ian is one of my favorite Doctor Who scenes, as is the Doctor's speech at the climax. No, wait. The the Doctor's speech at the climax, that is the part where he figures it out after Barbara's pointed out to him what it is. He starts rambling on about the series (laughs) of three slides, right? So it's... Rambling about... Yeah, go ahead. But thinking about that, so he's... Remember that scene? So it's a picture yeah. of a planet, then it's a picture pulled back, then it's a picture of a solar system, then it's an explosion. And he says, that's it. That's where we're at. Right? What yeah. is that? What does that mean? <laughs> what did that mean? I don't know. I don't know. That's he was- saying that they were on a planet and then they pulled back and it was the creation of the, I don't know. Maybe it's yeah, obvious. He to was figuring else. out where they were located, and <laughs> but yeah, I, but to to this uh, listener's point, is that the scene he's talking about at the climax? I, I can't ask them, <laughs> so I'm going to say yes, yes, it was. But the doctor had was, he, he did have a, a he a, seemed like uh, excited to be part. He of had the an show. extended um, uh, monologue at one point. I'm going to go back and see if I can find it exactly. Doesn't matter. Okay, but thank you for the feedback um, on that one, Mr. Anthony Draper. We got. Um, Mary Claire says, I also agree this is an underrated story. I love Barbara in this story. Eric, I think he said the same thing. I think she's the best mm-hmm. part of this early Cur- season. Curl up early, with her. Uh, seasons. Yeah. Uh, Nitro 9 says, uh, maybe I should watch this one again because I journaled while watching as a teenager and there are a lot of, what the heck is this? Yeah, you're and right. The, Your journals are The accurate. doctor looks like... What you I was just saying, he, uh, they're right. Their journals are accurate, but, but go on. Yeah, yeah. What the heck is this? And the doctor looks like an Indian. Mm, okay. Uh, I've avoided it since, and maybe I should. I could appreciate it now. I mean, it might be worth revisiting, but I don't know if you're going to get a whole lot more out of now, it. Now, the now. comment about the doctor looking like an Indian. I'm thinking oh, that's Native the... American with the headdress, because he, yeah, he had guessing. that weird bandage on for part of it. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. An element oh, they did not need, uh, but they had it, like... Did he actually hit his head? Did Hartnell hit his head and they wrote this two-parter oh, just to, to cover explain his head? the fact that he, you know, banged his head in the medicine cabinet? I, I don't know. Maybe. Go on. Okay. So thank you for uh, that feedback. Yeah, thank you. I think your journal is great. Greg Cox says, it works as a way of adding substance to what we know about the regular cast and the interior of the TARDIS. 
to some extent. I still got lost in the TARDIS. We only saw like two or three rooms. So, okay. Yeah, and it's good. Now, um, I do like the fact that they did an all TARDIS episode story. So, I guess good work. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> uh, Christmas Paddock says, widely hated, which it does oh, good. deserve. Oh, you're wrong. But not as good as other oh. revisionists would say. In Modern Who, the bottle episode would really flesh out the characters, but here they just explore a bunch of odd plot devices. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, 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 I don't know. I, 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 I would, that. I would side more with the people that uh, say it's not very good because I, I, I don't know. For all of the things that I usually Downer. look for, story, character, uh, acting, it didn't have any of those things. <laughs> you know, all the things that make good television, it had none of those things. Oh, well, besides that, would you like? Uh, I mean, it wasn't just dead air, right? It wasn't <laughs> color bars. Uh, I just had to stare at a blank screen for 50, 50 minutes. Uh, Victoria Chambers says, I like the episode. I like Barbara as a character. I got to watch this episode on the streaming app Pluto TV. Hmm. They have a channel dedicated to Classic Who all day long. Eric, you brought up Pluto TV before. I and did, I and that came from... Watch yes, it. that came from... And I wish that we remembered. I believe a listener pointed that out to us or via email or Twitter or Facebook right. a while ago. And a number of you have contacted us letting us know about it. It's great if you're not aware of it. The app is free, and it's just watch... You know, you can't... It's not like a video on demand where you can pick the episode the way you can on BritBox, but you can just tune in at any point and you don't know what you're going to get. That's pretty cool. And it just, they run all day long. Like classic television. And if you're into Uh, watching the same commercial over and over, it's great for that. You know what I mean? Oh, God. Yeah, that sounds like a good time. Uh, Okay, finishing up here, we got uh, Daniel Smith says, best two-part Doctor story there ever was. No, Uh, come on. What about uh, the Santaran experiment? For shame. Oh, sorry. <laughs> He's yelling at me, so I said it. I, I'm only speaking their words. Uh, Mr. Smith goes on to say, it was so creepy and atmospheric with the, ex- uh, with the exception of some of Carol Ann Ford's acting, which can come off as cringeworthy. Yes, I agree. Yes. Otherwise, the people who made this over 55 years ago should be proud of themselves. I don't no, know. No I mean... retort to that one? I mean, maybe if I completely divorced myself from Doctor Who and I just approach this as some weird off-Broadway theater piece in which the enti- all the cast was on LSD and they were sort and of... And the audience. And this was all taking place in Herman's head and each one of them represented oh some, part, some <laughs> other part of their personality. Uh, maybe I would feel better about it. Oh, I don't no, know. Am I too hard? I don't know. Was I too hard on it? I just didn't like it. And it was hard You're for me to, to watch. Like it. it was hard for me yeah. to watch. I kept putting it off because I tried to watch the first episode three times. Oh, and then man. I would, and every time I would watch it, I was like, might as well start it over because like I would get like ten minutes in and then stop. And it's not like, like you were missing anything. Minutes and I just kept watching it. And then my wife was like, "You gotta watch this, this podcast." And I was like, "No, I'm just gonna watch this uh, Werner Herzog Dracula movie first, <laughs> which was excellent." Nosferatu, uh, uh-huh. the vampire. Uh, it was very yep. It's on Amazon Prime. But yeah, so I don't know. Two episodes, and this felt like I was watching an eight-parter. Wow. Yeah, maybe, maybe that's that a little, little extreme. I it know felt like mean, a, so. a four-parter I didn't like. I'll say that. Yeah. Alright. Well, then, there you go with there that. Go. Um, the uh, World Enough and Time podcast says, always thought it was a bit pants. 
Eric, have you heard the the Britishism a bit pants uh, to describe something? N-T-S? Like I've yes. lost my pants? Yes. Okay. No, I've never heard that. I love it. What does that I love mean? it. Uh, not good. Okay. A bit dodgy. All right. Not good. Yeah. I always thought it was a bit pants. Uh, I first saw it broadcast in the wrong order on the BSB channel. May not have helped with <laughs> its already legendary incoherency. Apparently, I don't know if it's the same one that you're talking about, but I, I was reading this. Um, they did do, like, in, in 1990, they did a day of Doctor Who they were broadcasting, and they did uh, air this in the wrong order. They did really story so yeah the, and so then the, later in the day the they, bigfoot and then you were terribly disappointed when you were having yes. to watch that again yep uh and then later in the day they aired it in the proper order but that's <laughs> that would, uh, that's hard that would be great though if you saw it in the wrong order because it starts out with ian trying to kill hartnell <laughs> like if you cut yeah. out the first part completely and just aired that was just the start new thing there. it just you didn't explain anything and it was like whatever <laughs> happened before this doesn't matter this show took a weird Ian's turn trying to kill hartnell I love it. Uh, The Doctor Who Show podcast says to us, uh, first read as a Target novel, which I adored. I've actually read that the the novel makes a lot more sense of of this mishmash. Um, Seeing the TV episode later was less fulfilling, however. I think uh, what an adventurous, scary story to tell. So conceptually, I think the TV episode is fabulous, just lacking in execution. Could yeah, I, I didn't find it scary. I mean, it it could it was unsettling. It could feel like a invasion of the body, like snatchers yes. type feel, but it's not that. No, it's just right. I mean, strange strange paranoia. And... Yeah, it's got the paranoia, and then but then they don't really. Every time that builds That's to a it. point, they, it gets immediately diffused, undercut. Yeah. So it's like I guess it's just an uncomfortable, yeah, feeling episode. Which is what we're going for. <laughs> Everything's fine. Anyway, that's uh, that's all the feedback we got on the Twitter. Right, so, so it thank sounds you guys like for, uh, for that. most uh, people liked it based on our listeners, although listeners referenced it being hated by other people. Yeah, yeah. I think so it's I'm got sure a what the... mixed perception in the world okay. of um, fandom. Uh, yeah, it was fine. Several people that said it was underrated. So uh, if you. What did you, let us know what you think. We'll talk about it next week, even though we're past. Yeah, send us an email. Uh, we didn't get window. any emails this week, but you can do that. You can send us an email at theolddoctorwhoshow at gmail.com and let us know what you thought about uh, this story in case we got everything wrong, which is quite possible. Uh, you can also um, reach us at that email and let us know what you think of the upcoming story. The next one that we are doing is Web of Fear. So we've got Web of Fear coming up uh, in three weeks. So let us know what you think about that as well. You can reach us on Twitter at TODW Show. Same thing on Instagram. Yep. Uh, Facebook, it's TODWS. Hold on. Before, Eric, Eric's we, got a thing. Yeah, before we cut out, I don't we have Too other late. listener feedback? Because last time for the Daleks, uh, what was it called? <laughs> Whatever. The, the Daleks. Take- the Daleks? What did we do last time? The- Whatever we did last time with Colin Baker the Daleks one there was someone referenced that there was a penis joke in it that we missed and then we went out on Twitter and I thought Bernard uh, told you what it was and I don't remember yes so oh no somebody did he also he also asked if we figured figured I never figured it out what is it um I gotta have my penis jokes (laughs) he's been asking everyone he meets on the street can you tell me about the penis (laughs) joke 
in Doctor Who. Um, it was when uh, 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 Perry is climbing up the Doctor to get over yep. the wall, and she steps on something. Uh, it's uh, making a joke that she like kicked him in the balls. Oh, I did not. Or something along those lines. Okay, didn't get that. Yeah, it was not much of anything. There was not. He just makes like a big eyed expression, and I guess you were supposed to. Think I only remember she... her like stepping on his face or something, and it's right, that's the point that, that his too. thing, his watch breaks or whatever that thing was that broke. And let's not talk about the that. I didn't. Was supposed to be the sound of his of his testicles breaking. I feel I like I didn't like that story either. <laughs> Starting to like just, round two is turning me against Doctor Who. No, that's oh, not true boy. because the Good Tom Baker one before that was thousand wonderful. More. Thousand more to go. Um, so what was I saying? I was saying that you can get in touch with us in all of the places we just mentioned. Eric, can people actually get in touch with us with physical objects like pieces yeah. of mail? Oh, yeah. Speaking of which physical objects, um, I didn't get to the post office this last week. So if you've sent in a self-addressed stamped envelope to P.O. Box 2131 Red Bank, New Jersey, 07701 for your sticker, if it hasn't come, and uh, that's because I just have to go and, and I'll send them out. And other people, you should have gotten your stickers. What is it, Dan? You're, Nothing. you're doing a bunch of twos and ones. Like, twos you look and like, ones. Uh, who is that guy from the dating game or whatever? Who's like, two and two. Remember that idiot? Nope. He blocked me on uh, Twitter, too. Hardly anyone's <laughs> ever blocked me oh, on Twitter. Oh, it was a Chuck Woolery? And Chuck Woolery has blocked me on Twitter. He blocked me okay. on Twitter years ago. Uh, Good for you. He, he is a uh, an idiot. Um, but yeah, so you were doing the two and two thing, so I, was I wasn't like, doing anything. I was just, I was, it's all good. Yeah, so PO Box two one three one. Dan has already told you about uh, the old Doctor Who show at gmail dot com. Dan probably failed to mention that we need reviews on iTunes. I didn't uh, mention that. You did. You did. I did. We have. No, we haven't gotten one since July. It's October. This, this it's the it's Halloween season. Uh, send us a uh, or leave us a Halloween themed. A review where you can add spooky, spooky Eric and Dan are masters at what they do. I'm not going to write it for you, but you can leave that there on the old Doctor Who show uh, on Apple iTunes podcasts. I don't but know if, if you have you, reviews for If Spotify. you send him a self self addressed stamp envelope, he will write a review for you as well. <laughs> so just to make it easier, if you don't want. Now, to. don't do that. I will send you stickers. Uh, but yeah, and if you want to send us stuff, obviously that PO box is it works for that as well. That's it, right? Woo-hoo! Did we do it? Yeah, I think we did. Oh, also, obviously, the website is theolddoctorwhoshow.com. There you can see our episode pages. You can see all the gifts that I put together, the ones that don't even make it onto Twitter. You can uh, check out past episodes there and also see what we're going to be uh, reviewing in the future. It also has links to subscribe in all the various places where we are. But if you're listening to this, I'm guessing you already know that. So until next time... We love you. Uh, something. Yeah, until something, next something, time. Something. Do Weird, it. Words of wisdom. Yeah. What, what are you doing next? <laughs> oh, you, said, you already said that. I already said that. And it's a long one, it. too. I think it's multiple it's parts. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. Well, east and wild, it is exploding. Violent flares and bullets loading. You're old enough to kill, but not provoking. You don't believe in war, but what's that gun you're toting? And even the Jordan River has bodies floating. And you tell me over and over and over. You don't believe we're on the eve of destruction Well, look at all the hate there is in red China Take a look around at Selma, Alabama You may leave here for four days in space
place Love your next door neighbor And don't forget to say grace And tell me Over and over and over again My friend How you don't believe We're on the eve of destruction How you don't believe